It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. Happy Thursday. Que Carlos Cisa de Esto Better Faster Podcast. <laughs> I hope that's Greek for that welcome to the Better Faster Podcast. Did you, uh, did you watch Squid Games? I did watch Squid Games. What, there's two types of people in this world. Uh, did you watch the version in English with the... Yeah, in English. Or did you watch the Korean version that was like subtitled? In English with no subtitle. See, I started out I started out English and then like halfway through I switched just to see what the difference was and like the voices threw me off yeah. the time. But anyways... We're joined today once again by Dr. Mar Arguillo, a.k.a. Mar Sports Physio, a.k.a. Tennis Physio, <laughs> a.k.a. Feta Cheese Physio. This is, my, this is actually my PT podcast debut. Is it? Yeah. What do you mean? Because I was a student. You were, okay, technically. All right, technically. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So, um, so we're going to talk today about marathon training. So hear me out. Marathon or Marathon? Mar- marathon. Marathon. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right? I love it. That's going to be a hot <laughs> Winner. Okay. So we got a lot to talk about, right? We want to... So I guess we need a little background information. So the reason why we're doing this is because you're kind of become the expert on this, right? We have all these runners coming in and they're rocking out and, and they're getting ready for this Kiowa Marathon that's coming up in what, three weeks? Three weeks, yeah. That's, that's basically like the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl of, of marathons for South Carolina, essentially. So... Um, why don't you uh, take it away, give us a little background information about what's going on, timelines, that kind of thing, and then we'll just dive right into this. Yeah, so when was it? I think back in July is when I officially started like training for it. Um, shout out to Coach Jessa Wigington because yes. um, she has been um, my coach through that time period. And then I think it was sometime like August or September when I announced it in the clinic and Josh, and I told Josh, hey, there's no way... Um, you can do that. Like you, you won't even be able to finish it just to spike him. Um, <laughs> then I put um, a poll on Instagram, and so many of y'all said that he would not finish it. So thank you to that because he, um, after that, is when he signed up for it. Um, so we will both be doing it um, on December 11th in Kiowa. December 11th. That's that's how some people got to get motivated. You won't do this. And get pretty people. Yeah, on I tell him that every day. Yeah, and he's he's doing it. He's doing it. of not really training very hard. I got a feeling that by the time he crosses the finish line, you will have already eaten dinner and showered. That's going to be this yeah. big gap, big deficit. But because I, I know you've been putting the miles in, right? Like you're coming, like you're, I think I'm coming to work early and you're like showing up and have ran like 10, 15 miles I've, and that kind of thing. So, I've been trying. So, yeah. So why don't we talk about what, what I think would be good? 
Let's maybe talk about your training specifically okay. because I, I feel like you're doing it the right way in terms of the way that we prefer our runners to do that, incorporating some aspects of strength training, nutrition, that sort of thing. Sweet. And then maybe we can get into just some general principles, things everybody needs to know from the maybe the PT side, the exercise physiology side, and, and kind of go from there. So I think the first place to start is when did you start? When was like your first week technically of marathon training? Because I know you've you always run, right? There's never a week that goes by where you don't run. So you kind of have that right. base. But like when you officially started working towards this, this goal. Yeah. So um, I didn't start like from scratch because I do always run. But um, I think it was the first week of July is when Jess and I officially started. Um, and how that training started was uh, basically all heart rate training. So also do not trust your um, watch heart rate monitor because it's so not accurate. Which um, watch? Wear a heart rate monitor. I wear, I wear the Garmin. Um, but honestly, any watch, I don't think they're accurate. So I've tried like a couple. A chest strap, like a polar? Yes. Okay. Um, Jesse's giving me a chest strap, so that is what I've been wearing. Mm-hmm. So how our first like month and a half started, especially because it was so hot and humid here too, um, so we, we relied on heart rate more, is we kept basically every run, almost every run at zone one to zone two. Um, for me, that was like below 150 for zone one and like 150 to 160 for zone two. So mm-hmm. a lot of like that first month was so monotonous because it was just like hour two hour runs at that slow slow pace just to get um endurance built up so let's talk about a little bit a a couple of these i want to unpack so why did y'all choose to go the heart rate route because i think historically it's just all about getting those miles and time based that kind of thing but what was the reasoning behind yeah i think her reasoning behind that was just was literally to get get endurance in get a good base before we start um more of the um faster paces um also because of the weather because it was so hot my pace was going to be a little bit um slower mm-hmm. um just naturally South Carolina because of that. yeah yep. um cypress is the same mm. um but yeah i think that was her reasoning just to get a good base and that was july that was like six or seven months till the marathon so we had a lot of time um so just getting that build for that first month okay. was her reasoning. All right. And I'm cheap. I like heart rate monitors. I have one, but if it breaks, I'm probably going to go buy another one. So are there other things, or say, say your equipment gets faulty, battery dies, something like that. Are there other things you can do, like in terms of, I know, like when we think about long, slow duration, we think about the talk test, right? You should be able to have your heart rate slightly elevated, be, be able to have a conversation, maybe not be able to sing or whistle, that kind of thing. For our listeners out there, are there other ways to monitor this, maybe the low tech that you can think of, or we just need to suck it up and, and sell some of that Bitcoin off and, and buy a heart monitor? What do you think? I think if you're invested in it and you really want you you want to go that route, you're invested, you're going all in, I think it's worth buying one. There's some cheap ones on Amazon. But as you said, I think the easier way is that kind of the zone two is kind of you you're able to have a conversation. Um, you're not gasping for breath, and I think if you're more, like, you're going to get the benefit you want if you do go by that. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not be as accurate, but I think you could pull it off. What you know, one thing I've learned since being a PT is that it seems like the longer the race, the bigger the gear junkie the athlete is. Right? Well, you, you marathoners, y'all, y'all got to have like the two hundred dollars shoes, the heart monitor. I, I do not have those. I don't have a. 
that, that's the, all Josh. The, the that's custom, Josh. The custom nutrition powder for Ray, which we'll get into that too, right? All that kind of the, stuff too. But yeah, you are the. You would think I, I thought CrossFit was gear junkies, like with all the Lululemon and stuff. But runners, oh, you oh, gotta have your your things. But yeah. the diva is Josh the diva, in this. Diva, the diva is Josh. The diva is yeah, Josh. Yeah, you're right. He is. I think he does have an online shopping edition, right? Every time, every time the UPS guy comes, it literally comes like every day and there's a package for Josh. For Josh. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So going along the timeline. So we talked about how you started this in July, heart rate based. And, you know, we think about how you have that, depending on what program you're doing, your three to six month outline and you know, your peak before you do your taper, that kind of thing. So I know at least from my experience historically most of the marathon training programs are going to have that that one day a week of like your longest distance Mm -hmm. and those tend to peak usually at 20 miles for the most part and these days you're seeing some that maybe peak a little more around 16 because apparently 16 might be all you need if you're doing all the shorter runs so can you give us a maybe not maybe not going into like week to week because that's going to get really boring maybe I fall asleep but can you give us a like a general <laughs> idea a general yes. idea of like okay. what, how, how, how the outline is and maybe what the progression looks yeah, like because so it's very interesting because this is the first program I've ever like actually dove into that is based off heart rate at least initially. yeah and I'll back off a little bit when we did do the heart rate training uh, my strength training during that was also geared towards endurance, so just high reps, um, low weight, starting off just mm-hmm. um, just for endurance purposes as well. And then that slowly built up to where we're going more towards like five rep max squats, deadlifts, that kind of stuff um, as speed increased as well. So marathoners need to lift heavy. Oh, yeah. Why is that? Why is that? Because we're, we need to have strong legs. Strong to leg, be yeah. able to carry you through 26.2 miles. For sure, absolutely. And I got to imagine there's probably some injury prevention implications there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, we'll dive that dive, dive into okay. all my all injury right. and yes, heart yes. and whatever um, later. But um, going back to what you asked, so um, what it looks like now is I'll probably have two easier days where it's more of like an easy run just to get mileage in. Then I'll have two speedier so i'll have one usually like a tempo run um at goal marathon pace um usually between nine to 12 miles and then i'll have one track workout so that's thursdays for vertex run club track thursday um 6 30 um and then i'll have the long run which is has now been closer to 20 miles um is that where it's going to peak 20 that's where it peaks yeah and i feel like that i don't think you need that necessarily to finish a marathon but i think for me um I need that more for confidence. Just like, hey, okay, I got to this with this pace. I can do this. Because it usually for me, it's all in my head. That's classic. Yeah, yeah. classic miles. runner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's what that's looked like for me. And then I'll have a day off after the long run now that it's so long. But initially oh. when I was doing my longer run, that was usually like 12 miles or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the day after I would have a slower long run, like at seven, six to eight miles, um, say, just to get used to running on tired feet. All right, so I'm doing the math on this, and bear with me because I went to a military college, but it looks like you're running six days a week? I'm running five days a week. Five days a week, okay, and then two... Now rest. it used to be six days, and now it's five days a week. Okay. One full rest day. The other day is like a cross train weight weight training. Cool, day. cool. And and one thing to, to keep in mind, right? Because we talked about the easy days of tempo run the track Thursday is for the novices out there. There is this very important cumulative effect that you get, right? I, I think a lot of people get fixated on the long runs, so like okay, usually on Saturdays for runners, right? Yeah. You start out with something oh, like yeah. what eight, and then you're working your way up to twenty eventually. You're like I gotta get the miles, and that's the most important thing. But really, it isn't. It's it's all those other shorter days that add up yeah. and, and, and 
you know, if we're looking at it from injury prevention standpoint, bone mineral density so you don't get stress fractured, making sure, you know, tendons, all that kind of stuff, you know, gets built during the process. Uh, that's the way you can kind of keep your workloads consistent so you don't have a huge spike or a huge dip and then get into trouble. So those long runs, uh, those are usually going to be on Saturdays, right? And I think mm-hmm. that is the case for you because I remember when I was away, I was out of town. I got this group text. It was from the oh, Vertex no. crew that apparently you had gotten oh, lost no. in the woods <laughs> in one of these long runs, right? And, and not just any woods, a Timmerman Trail that's never having 10-foot alligators. No, water put that out there. And, and honestly, you know, some some shady shady it West was... Columbia folks too. So uh, so uh, what, what happened? Um, you know, for the listeners out there, how can we be safe during our long runs? Is, yeah. I, I, you know, is it, is it making sure you have yourself? Have your, you have an carry your phone with you, kids. Okay. That's what I'd say. Okay. Um, and a taser. I do have a taser, too. And, and so, so I'll elaborate on that, too. Uh, I think Winston Churchill, never let a good crisis go to waste. So somehow this has evolved into the fact that Mara needs to start carrying a pistol whenever oh she gets her CWP. God. And we're actually going to have a patient come and teach a CWP class for our staff and get us all certified at the same time, right? So that's going to be good. So, so thanks, Mara, for getting this. Don't ever do that again. Don't this out. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so. so yeah, we, that, was, that was bad. Yes. Um, yeah, heck yeah. That's, like, the worst place that you'd want to ever yeah. The worst was that I had told Tom to wait for me or to come there. Like, I'll be done in three hours. Just come meet me. Um, and then, like, four hours later, like, he's there at the three-hour mark. An hour later, I'm not there. So yep. he is freaking out. Yeah. Um, me too. I was freaking out, too. But we're good. We're here. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about small government. But I swear, like, I hear these stories. If I had the option to microchip my daughter, I would do that in a heartbeat. Don't I do that to her. Don't do that to her. Don't do that to her. Oh, my God. So... You know, one other thought I have, if we've got any venture capitalists out there, I would love to come up with some, you know, running gear that you can hold your cell phones, maybe hold a little pistol, something like that. Oh so if there's some concealable type of, you know, running shorts or anything like that, uh, hit me up, Brandon at VertexPT.com. Let's make it happen. We're in the South. All right, we'll sell. There isn't. You should make it happen. Yeah, we'll do that. All right, we'll have to think of a name. You'll be a millionaire. Kind of yeah, yeah, for sure. So we kind of talked about the timeline. Uh of, in terms of how the build-up process is, you alluded to the strength work, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the people that we see as physical therapists, runners that get injured, a lot of times because they do no strength work. Yeah. And maybe that's because of the way they've always done it. Sometimes, unfortunately, there's some coaches that are strongly against it because they haven't read an article Don't since 1992, <laughs> right? So... Can we talk a little bit about, can we elaborate a little bit more about what the strength work has looked like? Because I know you're still getting after it. I mean, I saw you, I heard you in there like throwing some cleans around the other day too. So <laughs> tell me about like what your strength work looks like. Maybe let's talk about why it's important from from a performance and injury prevention standpoint and whatever else you want to talk about. Too. Yeah. So I think a lot of people running, um, time is a big factor because they have they spent so much time running but i think it's important for them to remember that you don't need to get you don't need to be in the gym every day as long as you're getting two or three times a week that's really all you need um so minimally effective dose two to three times a week yeah i mean that's what i've been doing just because of time that's what's worked for me Mm -hmm. um so i so we started off with the endurance kind of side of strength training progressed that as the runs progressed to more of like five rep max um i'll usually have like a interior chain day posterior chain day pull push kind of day um and then we progress that to add some plyometrics um with that in addition to the strength training um maybe like two months ago i added that um and then we also added some more power movement so that's your cleans and like that kind of stuff um into that sweet so 
just to break that down a little bit more, just for, again, novices, right? Runners that have sure. never strength trained. So when you say anterior training. Yeah. So like quad day, like a squat day, I'll quad usually, day. Cool. yep. Like it. Yep. That's how I Quads see it. Quads with the new abs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so um, squats, and then you want to hit your single leg stuff because as a runner, you're doing a lot of sing- like, um you're on one leg for a little bit period of time. Like step-ups, lunges, things like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, Bulgarian split squats, cool. some of my favorite. Um, and then the other day I'll hit more like hamstrings, um, so That's RDLs. Day. Yep. Cool, cool. Um, RDLs, and then also the push-pull with like rows, strict press, that kind of stuff. Um, and then one thing people do forget is just hit the accessory work. So hit your soleus, gastroc, your heel raises, that stuff. Um, soleus. You're big on the soleus. I love that. Yeah. Why is the soleus important for us? Powerhouse of runner. Powerhouse of the runner. What does that yeah. mean? Yeah. Uh, well, hey, so when you're running, um, a lot of people just think of calf as being, you know, you got to hit a bunch of heel raises and the, they forget the soleus. Um, but when you are running, the knee is bent um, to maybe 20, 30 at least degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is working the soleus um, a little bit more and people forget about that. So don't train that and then see we see a bunch of runners just coming in with that um that pain that deeper muscle under the gastroc so if you're maybe a person who just has a typical gym membership at planet fitness or golds move fitness if you live in columbia the if you're going to pick one calf exercise probably the seated heel raise machine would be more important than the standing one i mean they're both good right we want to train it all but if you had to pick one would you say uh, that's the case, or would you prefer... I would do the offset heel raises. So, like, the one where you have one on the bench, one leg's bent, the other one's straight. Yeah, So, then yeah. you do both. Okay, cool. I like it. I like Super it. Good options, yeah. Yeah, tibia anterior, too. Don't yeah. that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, that's the one on the front of the shin. All right, cool. <laughs> I like it. So, and you mentioned earlier you're lifting heavy, right? You know, five rep, five rep sets and, and these are heavy five reps right the fifth rep is tough to get but doable, tough to get, essentially. Yep. yeah mm-hmm. so that's good right um and, and that's important because you do need that stimulus and i know that some of the coaches at least around here will tell the runners you shouldn't strength train because you're going to get bound up you're going to get slow and stiff but the reality is is you if you do these movements right you're going to train your tissues to work like yeah. a spring. You are going to actually get more length. You mentioned Romanian deadlifts, RDLs. You're going to get more length across your hamstrings so you can stride out a little yeah. bit better. Less likely to strain these things. Runners are notorious for getting calf and hamstring strains, things like that, especially whenever they're you know hitting that second gear towards the end, that kind of that kind of thing. And so it is it is super important, bone mineral density, that kind of stuff too. So, And then the other part too is concurrently, when you are doing a – when you're focusing on a distance – program marathon half marathon whatever it might be you ain't gonna get jacked no matter how hard you work in the room you just can't you know you, you know what i'm saying like you, you chase two two birds you go home hungry chase two rabbits you go home hungry i think that's how the saying goes right i think that came sure. from greece socrates said that no no okay. definitely not <laughs> um but uh but just there's a lot of misconceptions yeah of no i i training. agree and it uh, drives me crazy when mm-hmm. um so many runners running all this miles and doing absolutely no strength training like yep. the most they do is when they come in here cool. so so you will do that up until the very end right i will cool. it'll taper nice. off I, I think i have one true week of taper um a taper week and then even my and next week is going to be a lot easier and then that my strength training will also taper just less load less reps i like it one final question with the strength training you talked about anterior chain posterior chain plyometrics so mm-hmm. plyometrics so we just talking box jumps yeah what's that look like um box jumps a lot of box jumps a lot of broad jumps um and then what else have i done some single leg stuff like quick bounding um 
single leg jumps. I don't even know what they're called, but just anything just fast, um, springy, that kind of stuff. Cool. Cool. Sounds good. Keep it simple, right? Yeah. No, I'm, honestly, my training has been, yeah. especially in the gym, has been so simple, but I think it's, yeah. it's worked. Cool. So we've hit on the programming in terms of the, the actual running mileage, heart rate. We talked about what your strength training. Get, get, really good job painting the picture there, too, by the way. Let's talk about nutrition. Let's talk about maybe if, if changes you've made during yeah. this program because I imagine you're probably burning a lot more calories. Uh, I'd love to get in and dive into like your, your macros if that's something you're tracking because I know personally whenever I used to do distance training, like I would crave carbs. Like I, yeah, I, I drink beer every night. I get, I get fat. Honestly, like during Ironman training, I get fat, which is weird. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to hear about what... I see what, on Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I imagine in knowing you that that's probably been a very conscious effort, right? In terms of how you're dialing in nutrition. So what are just some big concepts yeah. for what you're focusing on? So I used to, I, my tum, st- stomach is really, really sensitive. So I would not eat anything before my long runs. Um, and sometimes I wouldn't even carry water during my long runs, um, which was a big no, no for Jessa. She, quickly turn me over to where I need to eat. So I'll try to wake up earlier and just have a little bit of oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, during my runs, I'll have taken at least 40 to 60 grams of carb every hour. So every 45 minute mark, I like to do it using like a chews, like the chew gummy things instead of the gel, just because it works better with my stomach. Um, but biggest thing is just make sure you're taking 40 to 60 grams of carb every hour um, of the run. So if mm-hmm. it's a three hour run, I need to take three of those, which makes it hard to stuff them in everywhere. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, that's worked for me. And then making sure you're also eating right after the long run just so you can recover um, a lot better. So whether that's just um, a Coke and a protein bar, that's what Jessa likes to do, um, Mm -hmm. just to get the carbs and sugar in just so you can recover better for the next run, like Mm -hmm. the next day. Um, Another big thing for me was that carbs, I wasn't eating enough carbs. That's when I started tracking it. Um, I had a week where I was just really, really tired. Um, And Jessa told me to track that, and I was really under my carb intake um so i've made a conscious effort just to eat more carbs yeah <laughs> yeah for sure so let's go back to you drinking coke after a run just says okay and, and that's you know that sounds weird right it's like oh are these healthy people drinking coca-cola and i know people eat snickers a lot of times mm-hmm. that's actually really important because during that that window of time mm-hmm. you're, you're punishing your glycogen your stored sugar and you got to have that that yeah. simple kind of uh, you know dense type of carbs yeah. scarp source and that is actually do it so it's not actually you're not actually just you know, sitting around eating junk food it's very well intentioned yeah. and that kind of thing um going back to the chews so most people i think when we think about in race fueling they probably think about the the goo gels but mm-hmm. you said you do better in particular with the with the chews and i think that also raises an important point in terms of maybe experimenting yeah figuring out oh, yeah. what works for mm-hmm. you so so is that a, was that a bit of a trial yeah. error for you try a bunch of different things i and, did yeah i tried and when do you recommend people do that because because i imagine that if it's a short run right, you're only running one or three miles you don't need this stuff right mm-hmm. this kicks in more so with those longer distances what right. usually what about 50 minutes an hour into it yeah more important yeah yeah mm-hmm. sorry, sorry no you, um i did yeah we started experimenting like maybe two months ago or three months like quite quite early just because i wanted to make sure i found what works for me um just again confidence thing for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. um but i've tried the gels they just um just didn't work with my stomach um like off the bat that was like a no-no um i think the chews work 
I don't know why the chews work, but they work, and it also just gives me something to chew while I run, which I enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any, any, have you experimented at all with caffeine intake? I have you know, not there's a lot at of, all. There's a lot of literature supports that. Yeah, for endurance yeah I haven't. Mm-mm. Salt intake? Are you taking salt tabs or anything like that at all? Um, so the electrolyte I take has sodium, potassium in it, oh. um, high amount. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see my post. Oh, yeah, you're like a yeah. walking salt yeah. block. Yeah. Chucky yes. loves it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... I mean, just experiment. Find what works best for you. Go on a on a trail that has a bathroom close by. Um, <laughs> or that's trees. my advice. No, no <laughs> trees, bathroom. Um, and yeah, just find what works best for you because I think everyone's different. All right, I like it. And then just a little more big picture on the nutrition uh, aspects. Just with all this mileage, right? You're running five, six days a week. It's some strength training. I'm sure you're burning a ton more calories. Have you been tracking just your overall calorie intake? You just kind of base it off of a feel. Is that something that you're trying to be conscious of? Yeah, I've tried to be conscious of it, but I haven't been tracking just because that tends to be too much for me, um, just tracking everything. So what I've, the only thing I have been tracking is more the carbs because I've just focused on that. Um, I have been trying to be more conscious of how much I eat and what I eat, um, but no tracking for me during this cycle. Right, that's why we work out. We work that's out so we can eat the donuts <laughs> and eat all the carbs. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think I do personally. I, I think that's that's an important aspect. Just keep it simple because you've got two states. You got anabolic and catabolic, and, and that's it, right? So anabolic, you're building catabolic, you're breaking down, and a lot of that can be driven just basically with your caloric intake. So if you're in a deficit, you might be breaking down a little bit, and vice versa. So um, I personally feel that's important, and that oftentimes is an implication whenever we work with distance runners who have been dealing with bony stress injuries, things like that, that kind of stuff. So with that being said, this is my segue here. What is the damage report here? Um, Have you been able to stick to the plan? What's going on? Have you been feeling good, feeling healthy the whole time? I've been feeling pretty good the whole time. So early on when I started, actually my first run with Josh, this happened. I twisted my ankle and I I blame him. I I think he like kind of pushed me on purpose. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. We'll talk to HR about that. Um, That was my first little scare, but that was like no big deal. I actually um, went to the gym, did a bunch of like single leg stability stuff. Heel raises. That actually really helped it. Um, And then I've been so good all the way through until this last two weeks. Mileage has gone, went up pretty a, a little bit more than I guess usual. And then just hamstrings and then my hip flexors have been not injured, but I would say just pretty sore, painful, kind of pinchy but not to where it would it ever stop me on a run um but just annoying more than anything so have you had to change anything because of that have you have you backed off have you just uh, put any more working on the back end in terms of like body work recovery that kind of thing yeah i've like implemented some more like pt more pt specific exercises into strength training um i had amy needle me the other day i hate needles so that was interesting <laughs> but you must have been desperate then i exactly yes. that yeah okay. okay because you know i don't like it did it work um yeah, it feels a lot better. Good, so good. Um, it does work. Um, what else? I my long run last time, uh, well last weekend, I cut it ten minutes short, um, just because it was getting too much. I didn't want to risk it being so close to the race. But um, yeah, other than that, body has held up pretty well. Awesome, awesome, buddy. So we're, we're almost there, almost at the finish line. So the taper's going to be coming up soon, right? And and that's where you're just going to 
chill, hit some shorter workouts, sprinting type things, yeah, the lift. I'll, what's that? What's that going to look like? That I'll week? still be lifting at least twice a week. Um, less load, less reps. Jessa hasn't actually put in what she wants for, from me um, those mm-hmm. last two weeks, but I'd imagine it's going to be um, still like a high intensity, but less volume. So like instead of like a 10 mile, 12 mile tempo, maybe like just three miles at the goal pace with a mile warm up, mile cool down, that kind of thing. Um, that's what I'm imagining. All right. At least. I like it. So we, we dove into, I'm going to get back to nutrition here because I love food, but we dove into what your, your fueling is looking like leading up to this during the race, but what's that post what's that post oh. race meal going to be? are, <laughs> I we, are can't we going wait. to a Greek joint like are we, what's, what's there's what's no good get? Greek joints in South Carolina I've established that what yeah none none okay maybe like a couple that are okay but not what? like home alright What? alright not like home yeah because we're not we're not in Greece we're not in Cyprus I know I know all the food sucks around here but um, <laughs> but like what, what, what's my the ideal most? meal what I want well, no, I'm, I'm going to talk about this Greek thing real oh, quick okay, so what, alright what, what would be the closest authentic Greek restaurant in around Columbia? here in Colombia I would say Grecian Gardens right. it has a good um, spinach pie spanakopita really good what do you um, get that then ranch or blue cheese Nothing. <laughs> oh my God! You Americans spoiling right, the right, food. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool, cool. You, so. told, you know that the owner told me that in the so the Greek pasta, the traditional Greek pasta is called pasticho. He told me that he had to Americanize it by putting extra sauce because the customers didn't like it. Smart. We have refined palates around here, Mark. No. I mean, you got to sauce it he, up. He Everybody knows this. He told me if I ever order it to tell them without the extra sauce. Yeah, I mean that's there. That's okay. I mean, people carry around their own hot sauce around here. Put it on a belt, right? Not okay. Okay. Um, so, mm-hmm. so, but in Charleston, we're gonna be in Charleston, kicking chicken. Like, where, where's the first? Where's the first? No, I think, I think I'll be craving a burger. A burger. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, at least right. that's what I think. Could change. Post Tavern. Post Tavern is yeah. yeah you have to drive favorite. for that. You have to drive from Key West Sullivan. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Tom, Tom will drive. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It'll be your DoorDash. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, and so as we're kind of looking ahead, right? I, I I don't know if you're the kind of person that likes to stop and smell the roses, or if you just keep moving a million miles an hour, but. When this marathon's over, Kiowa, we hit the Super Bowl of marathons. What's next? What's next on the calendar? What's coming so, next? Are you going to take time off? Do you got something else coming up? It depends because we didn't talk about my goal. My goal is under the 330 marathon. Yes, okay, 330. 330. All right, put it on uh, the world. So Mara, Mara yeah. is going to get 330 or less. On 330 or less. That's okay. the goal. Um, is that Does that get you anywhere close to Boston? I haven't even looked because I don't okay. want my – it just – Okay. Takes too much of my energy. Fair enough. Just okay. looking at Fair that. Um, All right, three thirty or less. Got it. Three thirty or less, and then I think it will depend if I make it or not. If I don't make that, I think I will want to keep chasing that to mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I make it, I may want to chase something else even faster after. I so I don't know. I know there's been some talks around here about uh-huh. you and Josh doing an Ironman. You might as well leverage that fitness into a triathlon. Right. It's yeah. We put that out into the world, or yeah. you put that out into the world for us. Um, I think it is something that I would want to do down the road for sure. And I think having Josh to do it with is always fun. Talk about gear junkies. That sport is a whole yeah. other level. They have bikes that cost yeah. eighteen thousand dollars and have electronic gear shifters, and it just looks like a like a Tesla, like Elon yeah. Musk invented this thing. Um, but it's fun. It's it, fun. Yeah, I think I would I would want to do it eventually. But you're gonna get the tattoo. And you get the Iron Man logo tattooed on your calf? No, people that need to get the tattoo to prove it are a certain kind of people. <laughs> There's people that just run it. Sometimes you just got to feel like a badass, Mar. Oh, go, my go. God. <laughs> um, 
but I think I will want to do it. But I am really enjoying marathon training and getting faster in that. So yeah. we'll see. Okay. All right. I like it. Just FYI, if y'all start cycling, I, I don't recommend the streets of Columbia. I just can't do that. We have way <laughs> yeah. too many. Yes, there are way too many uh, fatalities, cyclists hit by cars. Fort Jackson's great. Fort Jackson, you invest, invest in a nice indoor trainer. Throw it up in front of the TV, whatever you got to do. Is that what you? Is that what you did? Yeah, during football season. Yeah, I could just I could just like get on the bike for six hours and just watch football. Um, But it was, yeah, different story. That was well. If I do, if I do do the Ironman, the time to beat is, I can see it right there. (laughs) Under fifteen hours, fourteen. 1457, the time to beat. You just got to do it. You just got to do it. And, and, uh, and That's and, the only motivation I need. Yeah, yeah. 1457. I like it. All right, just put that put that in your brain. Okay. So this was this was freaking awesome. Now, now, what's that saying in business, undersell and over-deliver? I know there was one other thing we had talked about during the pre-show, and that was talking about some marathon hacks. So you you put months into this. I'm sure you've learned a lot of things. So what are some, what are some quick tips, some hacks for people, whether it's just – Staying healthy, uh, equipment thing, where you're going to hide stuff. Like, what what do we got here? Yeah, so chafing is a big one. Chafing. Body glide. It's, like, very cheap on Amazon. Order that, and whether it's on your arms, on your thighs, wherever, just put that before you go on a long run. That's helped me a ton. Yep. Um, So that's a big one. Um, Another one is to carry your goose. Um, I don't recommend sticking it in your T-shirt or your sports bras or your spandex. Just buy a little belt to put them in. Mm -hmm. They work. I don't remember the brand I have, but um, again, on Amazon, you can find it pretty cheap. That's the biggest one. And then belt also with a little um, that you can put your phone in so mm-hmm. you don't get mm-hmm. lost like me. And yeah, so you can put your, your taser in because there's there's creepy people everywhere. You don't, you uh, never you know. Need a pistol. You, need a, <laughs> you, you never know. Taser out for a pistol. Those 5 a.m. ones in the dark. Uh-uh. Right, <laughs> you, you need sketchy. something. Yeah. So, or a buddy, right? And, and Tom yeah. riding his bike alongside you? He did. Yeah, that's That has good. been awesome, but yeah. I, that hasn't been consistent, I got you. I understood. Yeah, you got to work and stuff, yeah. Uh, but I think the biggest thing, yeah, have your phone, have a taser, tell someone where you are, especially if you're female, just because you just never know. I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing I've mm-hmm. gotten out of it. Okay. Get a microchip for your kids if they're going to be around. No microchip. Okay, uh-uh. don't, no, no microchip. Okay, gotcha. All right, I like it. So good actual car. This is a fantastic episode, Mara. This is great. I think listeners will get a lot out of this now. If our listeners want to reach out to you or find you on social media, where can they do that? Yeah, so I recently have a new account um, focused more on physical therapy and strength and conditioning stuff. It's called Mara Sports Physio. Um, so go check it out. I think you'll enjoy the content that's on there. At Mara Sports Physio. I'll put it in the show notes for Sweet. everybody. All right. Thank awesome. You. Mara, thank you. Fantastic conversation. Uh, second, oh, Your first official PT episode, it was great. You, you crushed it. Yeah. Uh, for all the listeners out there, be sure to hit the like button subscribe to the podcast leave us a review buy our t-shirts and we'll be back again next week we got a bonus episode for y'all and wish josh good luck what was that and wish, wish josh, josh good, good luck, luck. Yeah, josh this too. That's right. <laughs> give me the range and let me run cause i ain't never had too much This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor of physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.